And we are back to talk about Ahsoka, the penultimate episode, episode seven. And I gotta say, off the heels of how great last episode was, this one was it was okay. It was fine. Moving things yeah, along. Yeah, it it was okay. It was a lot of action. Um, but at the same time I kept asking, why are these characters doing what they're doing? Like people were fighting that shouldn't have been fighting, people were splitting up that shouldn't have been splitting up and um it the characters needed to be where they needed to be, but there wasn't really any explanation for why various characters were where they were um, at various points. You know, what what you, mean? Mean, uh, you know, well, for example, um, all of a sudden the samurai dudes are working for Balin and uh, his apprentice. Like how did, how did that happen? Yeah. Because the previous episode, they were just random Tuscan raiders, right? Like, in the hills. And now, all of a sudden, they're working for Balin and the Apprentice. And did they hire them really quick? Did they, like, communicate with them and then and then pay them or, or, or something? He briefly says um, in the last episode, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, which I guess that's supposed to just clue you in that they've come to some kind of agreement, despite not knowing their language. Okay. Right, or, 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 or talking to them or any of that. It was just... That that kind of came came out of nowhere. Um, the uh, also why Balin and his apprentice suddenly split up at that moment. You know where he's like, "You're just, you and I. We just don't see eye and eye to eye. So we're gonna we're gonna have to split up, and you can go back to the the empire and 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 take your place and be powerful, and it's all cool." Yeah, what are, what are you doing? Oh, I'm gonna just have a random fight with Ahsoka in the, in a field for no reason. Like what? What? <laughs> you know, like like we don't really, we still don't get like the Balin master plan of like what is Balin supposed to be doing with himself? Like he see, he says he has some greater cause, and he's just not explaining to to us, the audience, his his uh, his uh, apprentice, any of it. He just he's just doing stuff, you know. And it's like, does he have, is it something to do with the planet? Does it have something to do with Ezra? Like, we don't know, but he seems to not want to hang out with his apprentice anymore and wants to fight Ahsoka in a field. That was, that was a little weird. It's almost like he's, he, he, he's noticing that her ambition is clouding her judgment. Therefore, he's letting her loose and giving her one final piece of advice and just letting her go. I don't know if that's him graduating her to the next level or whatever. Because in the last episode, she says, like, is he like is Ezra? Is he like me? And he's like, no, I'm training you to be something more. If you were training her all this time to be something more, why are you letting her go so easily? Right. Why are you letting her go? There, there's this is this is the the problem is if you're going to have some sort of big shift in someone's thinking and life, and this is a big shift. This is a master and apprentice, right? I assume this is a a, a pretty important bond, but you know, between two people. There's not many Jedi's or not many Force users in the in the the, the story in the universe. It's pretty important that these two have found each other. It's pretty important that they're training together. They must have some sort of like. Um, they must have some sort of like, you know, uh, teacher apprentice love and affection and over, over essentially, like, and she's been acting this way the entire time. This seems like her built in personality. Why all of a sudden, you know, while, while tracking, 
uh, Sabine and Ezra does he suddenly make this huge decision to cut loose his apprentice, which seems pretty freaking big to me. Um, and there's no real impetus for it, you know, like had he, had he, had he seen Ezra and then he, he maybe, maybe saw how good Ezra was with the force or something. And, and Ezra, he wants to now train Ezra. Like that would be something, but he does. That's not the case. It's walking <laughs> like walking was the, was the thing that caused them to shift and he sensed something or something inside her and her ambition that she's been talking about the entire time. So that I thought was really clumsy. Um, the, the, like considering how much, like I really loved the Balin story last episode and that it for it to be like whimpering. And now it's like, unless there is some great, really great explanation in the last episode, uh, you know, I got to say that this is just, like schlock like very schlocky like pushing characters where they need to be um yeah i I was hoping shin wasn't gonna like get murked this episode i'm glad she survived but because she has potential but i i I agree with you like hopefully the balin thing pays off very well in the final episode i'm I'm hoping i'm clinging on to the whole thing he said last episode about there being something here that's calling to him and how the great mothers how powerful they are are trying to run away from it that is gonna be the that's gonna make or break that character and i feel like half of the show because that's is a huge setup and you know, had they even had like him feeling something or him being like him meditating and then all of a sudden being like (gasps) you know or something something to like hint that but instead they're just like walking along and he's like yeah you know I know we've been like doing this thing for years and shit, but like pfft, let's 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 go our separate ways. And uh I'm gonna give you one piece of advice. Like, you know, don't don't be don't be an impatient whiny bitch. Like that's essentially <laughs> like, like that's essentially it, right? <laughs> Some other things I liked. I mean, I guess I'm 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 liking Ezra's character. He he seems very different from everybody else. Um you know, I kind of liked how he wasn't using lightsabers but that, or blasters, and then he picks up a blaster later. So I guess he's full of shit. Um, <laughs> um, but I don't know. what what uh, I'm trying to think anything else I really like, liked about the episode. I mean, I, I, you know, I, was, I, was, I was digging the Ezra, like Sabine connection. You, you're, you're hoping that they bone, right? You're shipping them, right? I mean, well, first off, I, I mean, a little bit, yeah. It's she, she, <laughs> she. In the last episode, Thrawn, Thrawn was like, "Your gamble, you know, put the fate of the galaxy in jeopardy because of you know you wanting to see Ezra again." I, okay, like, and this is, okay. this is beyond beyond just like two attractive young people that you're just like, yeah, get together, get together already in this sexless Star Wars universe. <laughs> like, let's have some romance, have some romance between somebody and somebody. Uh, to be fair, the, the show doesn't need romance to be good, but look, it's just, just, it's all right. Just throw it in there. Fuck it. Why not? Also, Ezra really looks like Space Jesus. I don't know if that was on purpose oh, or yeah. not. And I don't, yeah. I know, I know Jesus doesn't have a copyright on looking like that, but I, 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 don't, <laughs> I don't know if they're going for it. Space well, Kung you know, Fu Jesus? It, it, they gave him, they gave him the, you know how like, um, 
like ridiculous pictures of Jesus always have him with like blue eyes and stuff, and they mm-hmm. gave Ezra blue eyes, but um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> He's got the beard and he's just, he seems so at peace and smiling on every response and stuff like that. But it was, it it was, it was fine. I thought their battle with the, like the, with the, the, the rat guys riding between the, the 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 snail peoples. Yeah. The snail peoples. Yeah. We're, we're, we're fine. I think that was, it was, um, I you know I I guess I I I liked the action sequence where they come out of hyperspace into the middle of the minefield and and then the whales are like we're out of here you know <laughs> um which is exactly what they should do right like yeah, yeah. as as animals that have that have hyperspace abilities Ahsoka's personality though is all over the map like all of a sudden she's like cocky she's cocky and smiling and 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 stuff and then she's worried and then she's serious and and there's no real there's no real like her reaction to various things is is random like something dangerous happens she can either be super serious or be super stoic or like she can be joking around and cocky. And it's like you never know how she she reacts to any given like input, <laughs> you know, like it, it, it's very, very weird. Um, Her character, you know, I feel like Sabine and Ezra are like real characters, real people. I even feel like Thrawn is a real person, but but Ahsoka just. Just you spin a wheel to pull, you, you know, it's like, it's like you, you, you roll, you, you, uh, you, you spin the wheel of fortune wheel and it just lands on an emotion. Um, but whatever, whatever, whatever. She's, it's funny how Ahsoka is like the worst part of Ahsoka. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like all the other characters except for really Ahsoka. I don't know. <laughs> you made me realize how. There wasn't a lot of Thrawn in this episode. I'm a little disappointed by that. Not a lot. And I wanted to see, like, his strategic nature come out. It kind of did. Yeah. Kind of. It's kind of... I mean, he approaches everything he does like it's some sort of strategic master plan. But he's like, you're like, it's like, why are you doing this incredibly stupid action? And he's like, well, let me tell you the, the intense calculus of it. And then you're like, okay, I guess. And you're just like, ah... I guess it sort of makes sense, but it's not exactly genius, you know, <laughs> like this whole, like, like it's kind of lucky in a sense, you know, you know, cause it's like, it's like, okay, Ezra is somewhere on the planet. So he's going to send Sabine to go find Ezra so that he can kill Ezra too. But if he doesn't, if she, but if like she doesn't find him, it doesn't matter because they're just going to strand them. But which is and the whole thing is kind of lucky because because Ahsoka arrives and he's like, well, she's going to try to find Sabine, who's trying to find Ezra. So that's going to buy us time and they're just going to get stranded on the set on this planet. So Thrawn just kind of got lucky that he had sent Sabine off because that because Ahsoka was going to try to find Sabine. But he didn't have really a good he didn't really have a great reason for sending Sabine off. So uh, I guess, you know. but in a sense, the, at the at the end of the day, they all kind of need Thrawn and his super hyperspace ring thing, because right, because the whales are gone, right? Mm-hmm. So how the fuck uh-huh, are they gonna get back? Yeah. I mean, I I think ugh, what would be what would be a cool way to end the the season is that Thrawn like leaves and they're stranded there, and then you're left on the cliffhanger of like how how are they gonna get back? You know. And then she's got to do something like 
channel and summon the whales or something, some bullshit. You know, like that would, you know, like, but that would seem like the thing, you know? That would seem like um, some bullshit, though. Just like, just like you said, that would seem like some fucking bullshit. <laughs> but you gotta, you know, you gotta do something. I mean, it's either that or they're captured and they get taken back or or they hitch a ride somehow. With they, 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 they land their ship on top of the 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 Star Destroyer and the Star Destroyer goes and they, they don't notice them, you know, like 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 the Millennium Falcon and Empire Strikes Back. Right. Is, like, is, is that a thing that you can do? Just land your ship on another ship that's about to go into hyperspace? Is that a thing that can happen? I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know either. I don't I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I don't, I don't know the rules. Apparently, you can just get swallowed by a whale and have it go to hyperspace, and everything's fine. So. That's, that's true. That's true. I don't know. Like, iner- inertia-wise, I don't know if that works. But, like, <laughs> like you'd think the whale would go to hyperspace, and then you'd smack into the side of, like, the inside of the whale. Well, as it stands, what can they really do? Because uh, now they're up against two Jedis and one Jedi trained uh, Mandalorian, they, there's, there's gotta be some, I'm assuming the, the catacombs that they keep putting on the ship, maybe that those contain dead bodies that will be reanimated to halt their advances. No idea. Yeah. But I think the theory that the, that the stormtroopers reanimated corpses really kind of took a hit this, uh, this episode when, when the stormtroopers were just getting shot and they're just dying like regular people. No, no puffs, no puffs of smoke. You know, that was the huge theory everybody had, like the whole Merrick thing on who he could have been. And of course it all went into that, that, that's a shame that the night troopers are just, just fucking stormtroopers in like cloth, red cloth to make it look cool with because... Du- du- yeah, duct taped, duct taped together, yeah. Well, I, I mean, mean, maybe. They... It's it's possible that they didn't they didn't pull off the the helmet, but you'd think a reanimated dead body would be more difficult to kill or something. Like, there's right, some, right. like, advantage, yeah. Right, like, like, maybe when Ezra's shooting them with a blaster, it takes more than one shot to take them down. They just keep yeah, coming. Yeah, So, uh, and the, the Ronin stuff, I mean, mm, the one thing that surprised me this episode was the opening. I actually quite enjoyed it. I thought it was, it was nice. Uh, Senator Z- Ziono was a dick again, but I like that 3PO yeah, yeah. showed up out of nowhere. 3PO! Great use of 3PO. It's true. I mean, I understand that like Carrie Fisher is not around, so we're gonna we're going to have um we're gonna have like her her giving a command off screen. But the um I I didn't know that leia knew the the star wars the star wars rogues characters yes she actually met them when she was a when she was a a teenager okay okay so essentially she she (laughs) hera should have been court-martialed they were completely right and essentially leia came in was like it doesn't matter i'm fucking princess leia so she gets a pardon essentially um Pretty much. I, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little annoyed that they didn't try to do a, like a hologram type of thing. It's just a message from 3PO because they so could have done like an actress that looks like Carrie Fisher and done the, the whole deep fakes thing. Because there was a I, I don't know if you recall, there was a guy who would do, would do deep fakes and he would fix up the deep fakes yeah. that Disney would try to do. He was on YouTube. Disney came in and hired that guy and he's working for mm-hmm. like Lucas and all that stuff now. So they could have done like a hologram of Leia, you know, giving the message, kind of like how we saw her back in New Hope. 
they could have done right. that. And I, I, whatever. 3PO and a hologram, and I, like, I would have liked it. Yeah, and I like how Kim's convenience is, like, there to be like, yeah, there's another show that exists that we kind of have to mention <laughs> because you're all being dumbasses. <laughs> like, of course, of course there's a conspiracy, like, of course there's an Imperial, like, conspiracy, like, everyone's sitting around being like, no, no way, this is dumb, come on, like... I don't know. It's, it's, it hasn't been that long. Right? <laughs> he bridges all this together. It reminds me of uh, Rosario das- Rosario Darson's. Is it Darson? Rosario Dawson. 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 Thank like you. Dawson. Dawson's Creek. Of yeah. course. Uh, Rosario Dawson's character reminds me. Uh, Jesus Christ. Rosario Dawson reminds me of another character she played on the Marvel Netflix stuff where she was the night nurse and she was in Daredevil. Mm. She was in Luke Cage and Jessica Jones and all this other stuff. So she kind of connected all those characters together. Um, same thing here. Yeah, I guess yeah. Kim's night, convenience. Night nurse was everything. Kim's mm-hmm. convenience guy is just going to keep appearing and everything. He needs to be in all the series. I wouldn't yeah. mind. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah, exactly. No, I mean, he's fine. He's a fine character. Um, but no, he actually uh, ties this to the end of Mando season three, the conflict on Mandalore. So, right. so this now, is taking place. Now we place. at least know where everything is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, everything seems to be fairly chronological with regards to the series. Right? We don't have to be like, oh, this one happens. Well, I mean, Andor, obviously. But I'm saying like the, like the Mando, Book of Boba Fett, Ahsoka universe all seem to be happening. Like... Um, they seem to be happening like when they're when they're released and and like the events occurring and like like seem to be happening in real time with like our universe in mm-hmm. parallel, you know. Um, so, uh, but I, I you know, yeah, it's nice to see a little cameo from three PO. It was used fine. They they weren't overly sentimental about it like they were with Luke within Mandalorian, where uh, but um, which is fine. But we'll see if that plot like gets pulled in at all. I mean, Hera is important in the sense that she lets the Empire or the, the the Rebellion know, or not the Rebellion, the New Republic know that Thrawn might be coming back, and we should prepare for the worst. But um, you know, how how is that going to affect things? You know, um, like or is Hera just they needed something for her to do? Other than the opening of the episode, I really liked uh, Anakin, the hologram of Anakin, young Anakin. Yeah. Th- that, by the way, that's supposed to be yeah. Anakin post episode two, Attack of the Clones, and way before episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Right. So yeah. I, I yeah. love, I love that she's just listening to the holograms and stuff. It's it's so nice. It's, it's like, very cute. I like it's it. Like that's the last one. Yeah, and Hayden Christensen is fucking. He's getting really good at. at I mean, I, he was pretty. He was always a pretty good actor, um, but he's getting pretty good at like. Being a great actor, even with even with clunky dialogue, you know. <laughs> like, so, you know what I'm saying? Like there, so there are some actors that are that need a good director and good dialogue to be good actors, and then there's actors that are like it doesn't matter what you give them, they will they will somehow like spin it into something incredible. And so, I think a lot of people were really like frustrated with Hayden Christensen in in the prequels because. They'd seen him in other stuff, and he's a great actor. But in Star Wars, he's not that great. And it's because the dialogue was so clunky, and George Lucas is not exactly a great director um, for directing actors. And so, uh, 
you know, didn't come out. It didn't come off great. But now I think it's been so many years that Hayden Christensen has grown into an actor who can, even when given, you know, uh, not great dialogue or whatever, he can make it work. Though I think the dialogue in Ahsoka is much better than than the prequels. <laughs> oh yeah, of course, of course. Well, George Lucas is not involved. George Lucas is definitely not in- involved in this. And uh, yeah, I don't know. There were there are there are quite a few things to like about this episode. The minefield really reminded me of uh, Deep Space Nine. I like how there was some that reminiscent of of uh, the 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 training module module things. You know, the training. Mo- oh, yes, you mean the uh, the remotes? The remotes, yeah. But yes, the minefield from from Deep Space Nine. I I do remember that. The the self those were so, those were cool self replicating mines. That Ra- that was pretty but neat. The name the name is Rom, by the way. I, I thought I thought it was Nog, but Nog, Nog is the son. Uh, Rom is the yeah. father, and Quark is the brother. For audience members that don't know what we're talking about, so in Deep Space Nine, um, there there's a there's a there's a character who we normally think of as being dumb, but he's actually quite smart in a different way, which is the whole thing about Ferengi is they're actually very smart, but uh, even if they seem dumb, but he comes up with the idea of a minefield. But if you hit one mine, it explodes, but then the other mines using the, the replicator technology that they have in, in Star Trek takes those atoms and re-replicates them back into a new mine. So that like the minefield is is just like there continuously, and you can't like destroy it. Um, it was a pretty clever idea, like using the technology that already exists in Star Trek, like a replicator, and then you have like self-replicating mines. You hit one mine, the other rep, the other mines re-replicate it back into place, and it's a, it was a pretty a pretty neat thing. But I mean, these aren't self these aren't self-replicating mines. But I, I still remember that that concept. Um, when when seeing Deep Space Nine like decades ago and thinking, oh, that's clever, that's clever. Like they should have those, you know. Right, and uh, that's that's what made that made me think of the caravan shades. Reminded me of the one uh, someone pointed out in my server, and very good point out uh, the caravan scene from this episode, reminiscent of what happened in the second Lord of the Rings film, where the orcs riding the uh, the. Also, the dog-looking things. It also reminded me a bit of of the uh, the Battle of Naboo, um, with like the big clunky machines, like and and like riders in between them. Oh yeah, but yeah, this, I the, can the, see that. This 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 time the heroes and the and the villains being swapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's it, it was a decent episode. Uh, I, I agree with you. I like Ezra a lot. I still like Sabine Thrawn. It's a shame we didn't get a lot of him, but. Whatever, I'll take it, I guess. Balin, still a mysterious, interesting character. Hopefully the finale of this show doesn't mess up his character. Shin Hadi, I want to see her again in the future. She needs to be a main character somehow. <laughs> they got to insert her in there. Some crazy eyes. I love see, crazy what, eyes. What I'd, what I'd rather, yeah, what I'd, I'd like her to continue. I'd rather them not, like keep killing off Jedi and then finding another Jedi out there. You know, like I'd, I'd rather have like them bring these characters back rather than, rather than just, you know, so I don't want her to die. And then later in another series, there's going to be another lost Jedi, you know, cause you know, they're well, you know, they're well, because there's an endless supply of lost Jedi in, in, in the star Wars universe. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to see her return and, and it's too bad. Ray Stevenson is gone. Be it, but, um, you know, it's. Uh, I would have loved to see his character return as well. I recast him. Recast him. I don't know why Star Wars is so so resistant to recasting. 
I mean, besides Anakin. So <laughs> you could recast Anakin, but everybody else, I guess they recasted Obi-Wan, but recast everybody. It doesn't matter. Recast, recast Leia. Recast, I mean, I guess the young Leia's new, but recast these people. It's fine. Why it's recast? Fine. We, we have deep fixed. I mean, no, with the actor's permission or, or the family's permission. I don't know. Like the likeness. I mean, so did we, we talked about Carmine and I talked about this. Like, um, I didn't, I haven't watched, um, uh, the, the new Indiana Jones movie, but I was like, but, but like a lot of people have some real problems with the deep fake India at the beginning, um, of the movie that I know that he, that he appears like, and everyone's like, it just, one, it just looks fake. And two, it's like old Harrison voices, Harrison Ford's voice coming out of like a young Harrison Ford's mouth. So it's silly. Like, why didn't they just use a young guy? And I was like, oh, that's true. They could have just, considering that there was a guy who played Han Solo in the Solo movie who plays a young Harrison Ford, just use him. I was like, that would have been just as good, you know? There's actually an actor, um, I think the the man's name is Anthony Ingraber, who literally looks more like a young Harrison Ford than uh, uh, the guy they got for, uh, hold on, Ingraber, here it is. Actor and impressionist. If you look, if you look up Anthony Ingraber, Ingraber is I-N-G-R-U-B-E-R, look him up. He literally looks like a young Harrison Ford, more so than the guy they got for the solo film. And uh, why yeah. they didn't do it, didn't cast him, I don't know. I feel like it would have cost less to get Anthony Ingerber than it would have been to do the deep fake thing. Because you have to go, you literally have to go, like, frame by frame by frame to make sure it's, like, perfect. Right. And, yeah. That's yeah, it. I mean, he, Anthony, he looks great. He looks great. I mean, I don't know, you know, he he he's... He's absolutely fantastic, but as I say, the guy the guy in Solo was fantastic. So I don't know, but in all like I don't we don't mind like we don't mind people getting recast. It's fine, just just re- recast. But Preston, we have the technology to put these people in here how they originally were when we remember them. Why why shouldn't we? Are you saying just because we it's... can doesn't mean we should? Or is that what you're saying? <laughs> just because we can. Doesn't mean we should. You know that's from, right? Also, it just looks. Pretty, yeah, yes, of course, Jurassic Park. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> you spent you spent so much time you spent so much time trying to figure out if you could do something, and you didn't ask yourself if you should. Yes, yes, I understand, and that's that's how I feel about all the CGI stuff. It's just why why are you why are you even doing it? Why? But uh, no, but, uh, yeah. To, to to wrap up the discussion on 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 Ahsoka. Decent episode. I was expecting a bit more. I wanted to see more Thrawn, but you know, very decent episode. Not as good as last week's, but still pretty, pretty, no, pretty cool. No, pretty no. cool. Um, yeah, it was fine. It was just a lot of action. I re- I recently saw a video about like dialogue and saying, you know, saying like dialogue comes in two two types. There's dialogue of 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 like practical dialogue that's like action related, like what's happening in the story, what will happen in the story, what did happen in the story. And then there is analytical dialogue where people talk about what the action means and how it feels and how their character is reacting and, and, and changing as, as uh, because of it. And they say that great dialogue is analytical 
boring dialogue is practical. And so now, like, when I was going through this, I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like, this is all practical dialogue. It's like, we need to get, we need to, whoa, there's a minefield. We need to get into the, 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 the whale bones. Oh, now we've got to go find Sabine. Oh, we've got to fight. We've got to stop them. Oh, and you need to leave me. You need to go back. And, and not much of how do we feel about all of this? Like, how, who is this? As a, how, how does this change me as a character? You know? Um, so that's, that's what I think it was lacking and why it was not as good as last episode, which had so much analytical dialogue where people are talking about their feelings and what this means, you know? So that, that's kind of the difference. So this was all action, 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 too much action almost. Yeah. I, I, I'm inclined to agree with you, but like I said, for the most part, fine episode. I'm, I'm very excited for the, for the final final episode and then we got loki next week loki huh yeah crazy it's already loki time already loki time all right man it's 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 it's, it's been a minute since we covered marvel but it's it's back hopefully it's not like secret invasion which was not that great uh Uh, yeah secret invasion was the worst Preston, do you mind if we wrap it up here sounds good guys thank you so much for joining us as always we'll see you all next time have a good one